So this week's parsha deals with the various illicit relationships that we as Jews are warned against and told to try to abstain in the best way possible. In introducing the parsha in Parak Yudches, the Torah begins by saying, "Vaydaber Hashem el Moshe Lemar." Hashem says to Moshe, saying, "Daber el Bnei Yisrael, speak to Bnei Yisrael v'Amarta aleihem." So we have the lashon of Dibor and Amira. Ani Hashem elukechem. I am Hashem your God. You don't perform the uh, practice of the land of the of Mitzrayim in which you have lived. And don't perform the practices of the land of Canaan to which I'm going to bring you. And it goes on by introducing the sugya of Arias by warning us what happened in the past. So, a couple of questions. Number one is, why does the Torah, in its depiction of all the possible Arias, continue to repeat the refrain of Ani Hashem or Ani Hashem Elokechem? And secondly, why are the expressions Dibur and Amira repeated? We said it says in the Pesach, Daber el Bnei Yisrael, Ve'amart Aleihem, and first we had Vayidaber Hashem Moshe Lemar, so we have Dibur and Amira repeated um, uh, twice in the first two Pesukim. So, the, uh, the, uh, those are the two questions I want to start out with. Um, and especially the idea of Amira, if you would think about it, Hashem is really warning us against something which is really terrible, like immoral relationships. So wouldn't you think that Dibor would be the sole language or Lushan that Hashem should use in starting out this parsha, so anyone who's taken a psychology course would be familiar with the name Sigmund Freud, and Freud decided to venture into dark areas of the mind that previous psychologists uh, dared not go. For the most part, Freud presented some convincing ideas related to the human condition that contributed to the field of psychology. One of the areas that he placed a heavy emphasis, though, was on illicit relationships with all sorts of people. And I'm not going to go into the, these concepts for the purpose of this talk, but suffice it to say that he was talking about what we find in our parsha regarding Arias or illicit relationships. This means that these thoughts and relationships preceded Freud for a long time. So looking at this through a Torah lens, we can understand that the Torah stressed these relationships and we are to read them on the holiest day of the year. So why do we have to talk about such taboo subjects on the holiest day of the year? Yom Kippur. Shouldn't our thoughts be directed to holy places? So it may be argued that this is specifically the right time of the year to read the Parsha of Arias. As the Gemara Megillah Daf Lamed Aleph Aleph says, that since all people are subject to uh, strong passions, they should hear it in case they have accidentally fallen prey to some of these Averos. And Tosis adds that also many women will come to Shul on Yom Kippur, and this should be a warning against acting uh, frivolously. So the Arachayim HaKadosh addresses some of the questions that were raised above and gives a pretty lengthy analysis of the susceptibility that man has to immorality. And he explained that Hashem gave, uh, gave us mitzvos that don't conflict or cause any conflict with man's Yitzhahara, with the exception of precious Arias which is abstaining from immoral actions. And he goes on to say that this Yetzirah is so powerful that man can only combat it in two ways. Number one is by eliminating, th- eliminating thoughts that are related to the Arias. 
and number two, by avoiding watching immoral things uh, or using any sense of sight to see anything that's immoral. So the Gemara relates a story actually about Rav Amran, who was known as the Rabban Shel Hasidim, as the Gemara in Kedushin on Daf Peyal from Adal says. And on one occasion, there were captive women who were staying in the upper story of his house. And at one point in time, he saw one of the women, and he moved the ladder to try to get to the upper story of the house where they were staying. And halfway up the ladder, he realized he was becoming overcome with this desire and the temptation for these women. So he cried out that there was a fire in the house. And this brought attention to his students who rushed over, and he was able to stop himself from sinning amongst all the tumult. And this was the great Ravamram. So this shows us how difficult it was to avoid sinful thoughts and acts. There's also the story of Rav Matya ben Kharish, which the Alkut Shimoni brings, that he chose to blind his eyes so he wouldn't become overcome with, with uh, any temptations. Now obviously we can ask, why did Hashem create such a strong desire that even the greatest of the Hasidim couldn't overcome it? And the answer is that man needs this desire in order to be the mitzvah of Puravu. If we didn't have this desire, then there wouldn't be any children. So this is why the words Ani Hashem are repeated throughout the section of the Torah. Hashem is telling us that, yes, you know, it is going to be difficult to refrain from this particular desire, but I am with you, Ani Hashem Elokechem. I will do my part if you do yours. Sure, there will be challenges, and that is why we have a Yom Kippur to seek atonement. So at first, Hashem speaks harshly using the word Dibor, but he repeats that he is with them by using the gentler term of Amira. So in understanding the psychology and nature of man, the desires are there, and with the Arachim's prescription of avoiding visual images and thoughts, man can overcome these desires and still be connected to Hashem. And with this, we should all be benched to overcome our, uh, our Yetzir Harah that is very tempting, and that Yom Kippur should be a very meaningful day where we're able to understand that Hashem is connected to us in more powerful ways than we'll ever understand and imagine. Have a wonderful Shabbos.